0: Hello. Welcome to Weekly Dose with Dr. Uday, where all your questions for your primary care doctor are answered. Our goal is to help our listeners make their wellness a priority and live out long, enjoyable, and fulfilling lives. All right, we are on. Welcome, everybody, to this week's episode of Weekly Dose with Dr. Uday. I have a treat for you. I have um, Dr. Alexandra here with us. We're going to be talking all about relationships and um, how to improve your relationship and marriage and all that good stuff. Um, We're going to be asking a lot of candid questions um, in hopes that it will help anybody out there. So I'm going to start with introductions, and then we're going to get right into it. So for those that don't know me, my name is Dr. Huda. I'm a board-certified family medicine physician. I'm based in Martinsburg, West Virginia. I co-own a primary care practice, namely Apple Valley Family Medicine, and I also provide aesthetic services to my clients. So with both modalities, my goal is to have my patients not only feeling good, but looking good. So, um Dr. Alexander, I'm actually going to let you introduce yourself. Thank you so much for taking the time um to spend with us today, and I'm so excited to have to talk about this interesting topic, but I'll let
1: you go. Okay, thank you. Well, first of all, I'm really glad to be here, and every time I hear or read the name Apple Valley Family Practice, <laughs> it just it's sort of a sexy name in a very wholesome way, so I really love it. Thank yeah, you. So, I trained in family medicine, and I had my own small practice north of Boston for a number of years. And then really because everything that I had ever done, I felt like since I was a teenager, it was always a means to an end. Now, I liked the end. I liked being a doctor. At that time, I was married with three children. I now have four, but I had three then. And I really loved practicing medicine. There wasn't any particular part of my life that I was um, like deeply dissatisfied with. But Mm -hmm. this feeling of always needing to do something in order to achieve something else, Mm. it left me not really enjoying the present moment, not doing Mm -hmm. things for their own sake, not really... Having the kinds of attention and intention that are essential for intimacy, sensuality, sexuality, but also just sitting outside on a chair in the sunshine, feeling the sun on my face. I didn't, I lost connection. I I suppose we're all born with that. So let me just say I lost, but I don't remember exactly when it dropped off. The ability to just enjoy what I was experiencing. Rather than even cooking dinner, going on vacation, it was always so that something else could be achieved, so that we would have Mm. happy memories. So, a lot of things happened first, one and then my other parent passed. And there were a number of things that made this pressing for me in my mid 30s. And I took a sabbatical. I thought i'd go back to medicine and my goal really was to be able to do things for the pleasure because i wanted to not in order to accomplish some other goal and at first i really didn't know what to do i sat by the river i took a painting class but i just wasn't i didn't know how to really reconnect with the part of myself that actually was the portal to aliveness and pleasure and generosity too, a kind of vitality in life. So I really went on a journey that I didn't know where it was going. I certainly didn't have a road map, but I did. I transformed my life and learn to really be in the moment. And I'll just say that part of that journey, eventually I felt like, okay, I know how to sit down and enjoy dinner with my family. I know how to really get lost in a painting class. I know how to laugh or just be still with myself. But the aliveness didn't come all the way into the bedroom, which is a place where it's really, really important.
0: So important. Yes. Yeah,
1: and I just want to say one more thing, which is that my husband and I met in medical school. He's a pain management doctor, and um, we we loved one another. We've always loved one another deeply, but with medical school and training, you know, residency, and I had one child, my third year of medical school, one just before my internship, we just really didn't have time for the Mm -hmm. phase that most people associate with you know a weekend getaway exploring one another's bodies for hours like all of these things that the poets write about were not part of our relationship because there just wasn't time and i thought once we had time well we love one another. We communicate well. Our values are aligned. We love sharing our life together. Clearly, the heat is going to get hot when we have the time and we're not sleep deprived. And then about 10 years in, That's right. we had our weekends off, our evenings off. He'd work the occasional weekend. But mostly, we had a phase before we had more children where we didn't have kids in diapers We had our evenings together and while we still loved one another very deeply, I realized for us and for pretty much every other couple, it is not just time that we're missing. And I think when people hear that I'm a, I didn't even say this yet, but I'm an intimate marriage expert and a relationship and intimacy coach, and people assume, oh, I'm working with people whose relationships are falling apart, and I certainly have the skills to do that and have done that, but I have to say my real real mission, my heart is with couples who love one another. They're not thinking about divorce. They just don't really know how to have erotic vitality and to really experience pleasure and passion and have it grow and amplify with the years together as it certainly can once we learn how. So that's me and my introduction.
0: Yeah, that is beautiful. And it just to kind of reiterate that, um, you know, busy households, like because I, you know, I have a similar situation where, you know, both I and my doctor, um, my husband are both um, physicians, and you know, went through that whole process of medical school, three children, and all that. So everything that you're talking about, I'm like yes. And that whole like you know, wait for when the time comes. It's like the horizon. You just it keeps moving away. away.
1: That's it's right. Moving. And really, yes. it's a lack of education because. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm when we have a spouse whom we really love, we want to do life with them as we are, but the intimacy is kind of flat, dehydrated, neutral, or doesn't even have to be that far. It can just be like not wonderful. Mm -hmm. Like I wanted to have the kind of sex with my husband where afterwards Mm -hmm. I felt so much closer. Not that it was like a fun mechanical activity, but that it really opened up our souls, like the poets write about. And Mm -hmm. that takes education because very few people, I mean, I would say no one, but Mm -hmm. technically I don't know that for sure. Mm -hmm. We don't have that modeled really by our parents, but also Mm -hmm. anywhere else, books, movies, Mm -hmm. porn, church, Mm -hmm instruction like we just don't have the education mm-hmm. to be passionate. Sure.
0: So actually so one of the questions I have for the couples that um you see um what um, what obstacles and you may have touched on some of this, what are the most common obstacles that, that people have? I think you mentioned um time is one of them but and expand.
1: Yeah. Well, the thing that I see most commonly is not actually the reason that they believe they come to me, but one of the things, which is often the starting point. So I just want to share that, but it's not because somebody says, Oh, that that's why I want to talk to you. Mm -hmm. But in fact, when couples, when the individuals in a couple are highly educated, highly competent, ambitious and achieving, they are used to having the skill set to identify what needs attention, to see challenges, to see problems and know how to fix them. You might research, you know how to do X, Y, and Z. And so one of the things that most of my clients have in common is that it's very unnerving to be professionally accomplished, to feel pretty confident as a parent. Mm -hmm. And yet in this extremely important area of intimacy, Mm -hmm. not feel confident, not Mm -hmm. really know even where to go for solutions or what kinds of considerations there are and how to change things. Mm -hmm. And often, Uh, not really knowing exactly what they want, just knowing that what it is is not what they want it to be. In other words, either the quality of sex or the frequency of sex or the the level of emotional intimacy, people often know they want more without being able to say specifically what it is that they want. And I think the first real challenge is being someone who's used to being competent, handling challenges as they arise, Mm -hmm. and not actually knowing how to do that in Mm. this arena. So I would say that most of my clients are in that circumstance, but what they would say about why they come to see me is that they're not connecting as Mm -hmm. much as they want to. They may put it in terms of closeness and connection and emotional intimacy, and -hmm. they may put it in terms of sparks flying, passion, libido, frequency of sex. Mm -hmm. And really, whether they talk about it in the more emotional terms or they talk about it in the more sexual terms, Mm -hmm. the root cause is usually the same thing.
0: Gotcha.
1: Now, Um,
0: I guess I wanted to ask your approach when you get, you know, a client or a new client. So what are the things that just kind of a brief overview of when someone comes to you, you know, your process of beginning to, um, help them?
1: Yeah, I'll share that, but let me step one step back and say, because there are many different kinds of sex therapists, relationship coaches, intimacy coaches, and so, My unique, because I created it, but fundamental philosophy is uncompromising intimacy, which I'll define. That's uncompromising intimacy is the name of my book. And it's really based on this truth that far and away the most common relationship advice that is given is that if you want a great marriage, you need to be good at compromise. If you want to be happy, Compromise is the way to get there. This this is the most common advice. And there are many Hallmark wedding cards that say the exact same thing. And that is completely wrong. If you want a bland, pleasant companionship, compromise is a great way to create that. But if you want passion and erotic evolution and pleasure and expansion and to really have the intimacy in your relationship, intimacy of all kinds, emotional, sensual, erotic, really lighting you up and fueling all the other things you do in your life. Compromise will just never get you that because Mm -hmm. when we compromise, we are disconnecting from turning away from or withholding a part of ourselves so that our partner can be more comfortable. It's like when we walk in our door to come home, we leave some part of us at the door so Mm -hmm. that our partner isn't threatened, is more comfortable. We keep the peace. Now, I'm not a fan of the opposite, which is being totally demanding, saying exactly what you need and expecting it to happen. That is not a road to intimate connection either. But what is, is what I call uncompromising intimacy, which is really about knowing yourself and sharing the full truth of who you are, your desires, your challenges, and doing it in a way that your partner can hear it and ideally share as well. Because that is one of the foundations to ongoing passion and pleasure in a marriage. So back to your question about how I start, the first place I start a hundred percent of the time is by asking each person, what do you want? Mm-hmm. And I actually do that in a questionnaire before our first meeting because I want each person to be free to answer that question without it being complicated that their spouse hears it. So the questionnaires are filled out separately and not with instruction not to share with one another. So there's nothing holding people back. And so before we have our first conversation, I hear her, you know, if I'm talking to a heteronormative couple, I hear her response about what she wants Mm -hmm. and what's missing in the relationship. And I hear his response about what he wants Mm -hmm. and what's missing in the relationship. And I also have them each briefly describe their relationship and identify their priorities in terms of living their life, like what's most important, career, spirituality, family, just to get a sense Mm -hmm. of them. So that then when we meet, the thing I have my attention on is how can each of them share their desires with one another in Mm -hmm. a way that they can have a conversation that actually brings them closer together rather than having desires divide them or unnerve them or whatever. So it's about making it safe to share their desires And then teaching skills so that they can have all the different kinds of communications that a couple needs to have, which includes problem solving, logistics, Mm -hmm. venting, vulnerable communications, conflict, comfortable silence together. They're they're making a request. There's so many kinds of communications that when you practice making them in your daily life, Mm -hmm. they translate quite readily into the bedroom as well. So that's the starting place because I want people to have skills that then they can use in the bedroom because they already know that they know how to communicate because unquestionably a key to lasting passion is being able to communicate about your experience and your desires in the bedroom and have those conversations turn you on rather than be full of shame and separation. Mm-hmm. That
0: is beautiful. So yes, that was that's an amazing answer to that question. Now, um, what for someone that is listening or you know, a couple that's listening, that want to improve their intimacy and you know improve their connection with their partner um, along those lines, what actionable tips would you give them that they can start with today moving forward? Well,
1: I'm going to answer, but I want to like give a warning label <laughs> and say this is going to sound so simple okay. that if you don't actually do it,
0: mm-hmm. you're going to
1: dismiss it and think that's no help at all. But it's simple not to do, right? <laughs> simple to do, simple not to do, massive results when done with care. And that is to cultivate curiosity. Mm. So when we are with someone for a while, invariably we feel like we know them.
0: We mm-hmm. know
1: we've asked the questions. So maybe there's some new things that arise. And I think this contributes to this bizarre and real statistic that the majority of couples spend less than four minutes a day discussing anything other than logistics and kids. And so that's where the newness arises, the new conversations about the kids, what they've done, what they need and logistics, but really there's so much more to a human being than logistics and what the kids need. So we tend, when we first fall in love, to have so many questions, where is that scar from? And if you weren't in this profession, what would you do? And are there any other countries you've wanted to live in? Where have you traveled? Did you like vegetables when you were young? What are your favorite books? Like I could just go on and on. We have an insatiable curiosity and that is inherently part of the feeling of being in love. And then we get the real loveliness of safety and security Mm -hmm. and feeling like we know our partner well. And unfortunately that often comes at the cost of curiosity. So Mm -hmm. without sacrificing any of the safety, security steadiness Mm -hmm. that the two of you have together, it is amazing to just ask curious, open-ended questions, the kind of questions where there's no right or wrong answer. And you can just listen to get to know your spouse in new ways. And if you're listening and you want to get started, just pick something that you're curious about. It can be whimsical, like if you could if you could be president of any country, what would it be and what policies would you implement? Or if you could have dinner with a celebrity, alive or dead, who would it be? You can you can start with completely non-threatening questions or you can ask what was the highlight of this past week for you? And you know, if you have a child who got married last week, hopefully that's the answer. But if it's ho hum life as usual, you don't know what was the highlight or maybe what was the most challenging part of this past week? If if we could move anywhere without any complications, where would you rather live? Just start asking the questions. And I'll share that I was giving a talk on cultivating curiosity, vulnerable communications, and emotional intimacy. And this woman came to my talk. She didn't intend to come at all. She was there for the talk afterwards. She arrived early. She thought she'd listen. She'd been married for 35 years. And the reason she didn't intend to come to my talk is she had a good marriage. She felt perfect. She had no complaints. It was a good marriage. But she listened, and she went home, and she asked her husband a few questions that she'd never asked before. And the Mm. next day she messaged me and said, it was amazing. We felt more intimate than we had in five years and we made love and there was this special Mm -hmm. flavor to it. Mm -hmm. And it was all from asking a few questions. So this is why I say it's very, if, if you're like on the verge of divorce, do I think asking a few questions is going to change the course? No, I do not. Although being curious is always helpful. But if you have a good, solid marriage, get curious. Let your spouse reveal things to you that you don't know and maybe you didn't even know to ask before because it adds juice. It adds connection.
0: That's beautiful. So now, actually, thank you for that amazing tip. The other one I tend to ask... um, my guess is um with all the experiences that you've had all the life that you've lived so far, mm-hmm. if you got to meet your 20 year old self, what would you tell them or what would you advise them?
1: Wow. I think mm-hmm. I would, let me think for a minute. I have a lot of different options and I'm currently doing some personal growth work myself. So this is a very, Loaded, curious question. Yes, (laughs) what would I say? Um, I think I would say, "How much more can you experience in each moment?" That's nice. That's what Um, I'd say, and I mean that physically, emotionally, intellectually. Like, how how can the same experiences be more nutritious.
0: I love it. I love it. Very good. I always ask that question because there's always somebody listening that could benefit from that. So um, I guess we're wrapping up. Thank you so much. This was so good. Um, If anybody out there is trying to connect with you, look you up, um, how can they do
1: that? alexandrastockwell.com. That's my website. From there, you can find links to my social media where you're welcome to DM me. You can also connect with me on my website. And when you go to my website, alexandrastockwell.com, you can download the first chapter of my book, Uncompromising Intimacy. And if you've enjoyed this conversation, you will definitely enjoy that chapter.
0: I love it. Um, And is the book out or is it? Oh, yes.
1: Yes. The whole, you can get the whole book as well. But if you want, if you're somebody who likes hors d'oeuvres, you want to sample it, download (laughs) the first chapter, or you can just go straight to Amazon or Audible and get the whole book, which is all more of the same of what we've been talking about today. I
0: love it. I love it. All right. Dr. Alexander, thank you so much for being here. Thank you
1: for the pleasure.
0: So good. So guys, definitely check her out. Um, If you're definitely interested in more information, get her book. Um, And then on the flip side, if you're looking for a primary care, quality primary care physician, um, we are accepting new patients at Apple Valley Family Medicine. Um, You can call us at 304-350-1087, or you can look us up online at www.applevalleyfamilymed.com. Thank you so much for joining us, and you guys have a wonderful week. if you enjoy listening to this podcast please take a moment to subscribe share and include a review don't forget you're worth it and your health is our priority tune in for another episode next week and have a great rest of your week